This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 166, Get a Hold of Myself. Hold of Myself was recorded in February 1973 at the Air Studios in London as part of the Carl Wayne Sessions, but wasn't released until March 31st, 2003 in the UK on the double-disc First Light series for Electric Light Orchestra 2, The Lost World. Carl's real name was Colin Tooley. He changed his name when he was a member of the Vikings in the 1950s. Carl was Scandinavian-inspired to coincide with the band's name. Wayne came from John Wayne. In December 1965, he joined the move along with three members of the Vikings, which included Bev Bevan. Wayne had a different vision for the kind of music he wanted to do, so he left the move for a solo career in 1969. In 2000, he became a member of the Hollies. The band's drummer, Bobby Elliott, said he was a fearless performer and a powerhouse singer. He was diagnosed with cancer in July 2004 and died at 61 on August 31st, 2004. Jay Griffin yourself. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And we got another Carl Wayne demo with ELO in here. Last week, I really dug that song. And then we go into this week with this one, which I also really, really love. You know, I, I love Jeff Lynne's voice, and I can understand after working with Roy Wood, after two people who have two separate visions for the band and are both pretty headstrong about things, why you might want to just not go through that again. But I don't know if maybe ELO should have worked with Carl Wayne a little more, because of the two songs here, they're both friggin' awesome. When it started, I had a half-a-second vibe of Blue Oyster Cult burning for you. <laughs> It tripped that song off in my head when it started, just a little bit at the beginning. Bevan's drumming here is really... I've never heard Bevan drum like this before. This this is fantastic. He must have had a lot of fun doing this, because the drumming on On the Third Day, half of side one, it's just painfully plodding and slow. And here Bev Bevan gets to let it fly. And it shows that he's really a pretty good drummer when he's not being restricted to 
Well, again, he filled in for concerts for Bill Ward and Black Sabbath, and people think Black Sabbath, oh, it's just Ozzy singing along with the guitar riff, but no, the drumming in Sabbath is rather complex. And I also really like that, I don't know if it's a keyboard and guitar, or a guitar run through a keyboard, or it's just an effect on the guitar, but I really like that sound. I think that's really great, and it's also something I've never heard in the ELO song before, or a Jeff Lynne song before. This is the only time it shows up, and it really could have shown up a little more often after 1973. It's a great song. Well, this one was definitely a little bit more on the demo side than the first one. I'd say this one's a little bit more unfinished, but yes, I do agree with you about Bev's drumming. In fact, that seems like the most finished part in it, other than Carl Wayne's vocal, is Bev's drumming, because it seems like a few places, I don't know if it was intended to drop out with the rest of the music, or if they just hadn't finished that part of the backing yet, and what they were going to do on the track. I like the other song better, but I do like this one quite a bit as well. I just really wish this would have turned out to be an entire album of tracks because so far they're doing great. It starts off with kind of a hard rock sound at the beginning and then goes right into this really soulful groove. And uh, it's, it's just a pity that there wasn't a whole lot more to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a whole rant that I I got lined up here, and I might as well I might as well get to it. These songs, these last two songs. Where was this kind of stuff for on the third day? Because so far these two songs are better than almost everything that was on on the third day. Why didn't Jeff bring that kind of song smithing to that album? Because side one is kind of plotting and meh. side two is a mishmash of songs I, I don't know after hearing these two songs they make on the third day sound like okay well we got to do a third album so let's just do this third album and get it over with because when i hear the energy that's been put into these songs and then the lack of energy or enthusiasm that was put into the songs on on the third day it just it really dims on the third day. And I don't hate on the third day. I thought it was an okay album, but hearing these two songs, people might have actually bought that album when it came out if this kind of energy was brought towards this album. Quite possibly. In fact, it's almost as if at the time, Jeff Lynn was starting to think, huh, well, we tried this orchestra thing, and, well, I want to kind of do this thing over on the side. I think if it wasn't for El Dorado and being able to do it with a full orchestra and being able to do what he wanted to do originally, I think, with combining rock band and orchestra, maybe this would have ended up being revisited. Well, I don't know. By the mid-70s, you started having the disco come in with the R&B and this kind of more traditional soul sound was fading Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know i think they missed the boat on this one because if this would have been finished and more stuff would have been given to wayne to sing and with the energy that the core vlo was putting behind it even if it was just a side project 
this would be one of those little side projects that probably uh, people would be spending tons and tons of money for right now because it would have been that good. I mean, I as, as good as it is in this condition, I can just imagine what a finished version would have been, especially if Lynn continued to keep it kind of basic and didn't overproduce it once everything was finished there. Yeah, after hearing the songs and thinking about On the Third Day, it seems like these two songs were like Jeff Lynn's passion project, like maybe his podcast, or he loves building Lego sets. This is, I'm really into this, this is great. And like, On the Third Day was like his day job. All right, well, I gotta make money if I wanna keep doing the other stuff, so let's do On the Third Day and having fun doing these other songs. The really weird thing here for me for this is... It doesn't sound anything at all like ELO has ever, and not only that, if you played this for me and didn't tell me anything about it, I would never, ever be able to say, well, yeah, Jeff Lynne worked on that. Anything that Jeff Lynne has ever touched, <laughs> it's impossible not to notice there. He leaves a huge imprint on everything he produces. You can just tell, oh yeah, that's Jeff Lynne, but nothing about any part of this song sounds anything like ELO, sounds nothing like Jeff Lynne, sounds like nothing he ever wrote, nothing he ever produced. It's just really weird to me. (laughs) There's no telling that Jeff Lynne had any hand in this whatsoever. However, this does explain a little bit of Showdown, possibly. Oh, yeah. If he was going in an R&B direction, well, Showdown, which... Unlike these songs, which sound more like he's doing the style rather than lifting another song. <laughs> yeah. Listen back with our very raw showdown <laughs> podcast uh, to hear hear all of, all of that there. I'm not going to go retreading all that. But it does, even though showdown is definitely Lynn-type production and everything, but it does kind of make a little bit more sense about where his head was at when he was doing that, if he was making Showdown around the same time, because I noticed on that Lost Planet CD, early takes of Showdown are on there as well. Yeah. And so I'm wondering how much of a division there was between the time he was doing that and this, and because Showdown doesn't sound like anything else on On the Third Day, because it wasn't meant to be on (laughs) On the Third Day. No. It just got stuck on the American version, which made the American version a little bit better. I know you hate the song, but... <laughs> I, I don't like the song, and I don't like it on the album. I mean, we went over it before. It just sounds, on the American version, it sounds jammed in there. The British version was the first version of On the Third Day I Heard, and and that makes sense the way it is. But then when you stick Showdown at the end of side one, after this big finale, it just seems like an afterthought. Well, we got to put this on there, because it was a hit, so let's just jam it here on side one. <laughs> Got something to say about get a hold of myself. Take two. Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. I got a start. Get a hold of myself. I got a start. What are they going to do but just do the song? What are you noisy alone? I'm trying to sleep up there. You know, you keep making all this noise to your organs oh. and panging on guitars oh. and all that kind Great. of stuff. Well, it is. Great. Oh, sorry, a bit noisy. Yes, you are a bit noisy. Okay, we turn it down then. Sorry. Oh, good. Right, well, well, I'm glad. I'm going to go upstairs and sleep now. I've already got to stop, Carl. Yes, you do. Guess I'll just have to get older myself then. Well, let's not go too far. Great. 
Well, good old everybody, it's me, that Dono guy from that Xanadu thing, and here's my short take on Get a Hold of Myself. Halloween strikes again with yet another track that ended up on Nowhere Street that leads to Jeff's vault. No strings, no problem, as Jeff hits all the other cylinders in his arsenal that makes ELO sound as dramatic as ever, which is fine by me, though I know other fanboys may cry heresy on this no strings policy. Outside of Wayne's vocals and the persistent rhythm pattern thanks to the drums, high-pitched Do You Believe chant would be enough muscle to give this recording some punch. And then you'll have to take in consideration the little touch of the Moog-tuned Fender Road sound that backs up during the chorus that would predate Evil Woman by three albums. Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy, and pardon me, it's, I've been kind of stressful lately. i got to get a hold of myself. Speaking of getting a hold of myself, this song reminds me of listening to ELO on Hot Summer Night back in the 70s, holding Farrah Fawcett Major's poster with one hand. This has been A Thought From Troy. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. LTD. Quit playing with your dinghy. Join the Facebook group Jeff Lynn's Blue World. Not only can you post anything even slightly tangentially related to ELO without some tin-plated nerd with delusions of godhood deleting or blocking you, not only can you debate ELO without someone questioning your authenticity as an ELO fan if you dare not like a song by Jeff Lynne, but best of all, you can win sh- ELO calendars, ties, tumblers, pens, and many other quality, unauthorized, unlicensed ELO merchandise. Is this a great country or what? But you can only win that stuff at Jeff Lynne's Blue World on Facebook. Like it, hate it, what does Madeline think? So I listen to Get a Hold of Myself. I like the song. My mom used to work at Walmart, but now she works at Casey's. This is why she did not want to work there again. There was rules that she did not like. And the reason she liked it, she likes to do her work by herself and not being bothered, which her boss let her do. And her boss was a girl. Because you can hear me saying her, so that makes sense. Love you guys. Bye. Wow, she liked it. Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 167, Mama, take one.